This time on Courtship of Princess Padron. <laughs> what? I want to be this time, different. yeah. <laughs> Meg. So subtle. <laughs> good times, good times. Good podcast. A very good droid. Seriously, come off it, Han. Getting used to servants, the galaxy's greatest detective, and dinner with mom and her new boyfriend. Ugh, too real. (laughs) (laughs) This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Season 9, episode, or mission 2, of Courtship of Princess Padron. Yeah. For those, if for some reason you're coming in on this episode for this season, we are reading The Courtship of Princess Leia, taking a little break from the X-Wangs and going diving deep into the Star Wars Expanded Universe dumpster. <laughs> oh, very deep. <laughs> and so... A quick reminder of your... <laughs> Heath is just like giggling and begging stuff over there. <laughs> and so, a quick reminder of your host. If Saf Rogue 7 was a goldfish cracker flavor, what? she would be... <laughs> she would be the baby goldfish because she's small but packs a lot of flavor. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know flavor is baby goldfish. (laughs) It tastes like like baby saff. Crackers, but smaller. Oh, okay. (laughs) I do appreciate that because I am small. They're literally just smaller. Wait, okay. What flavor are goldfish crackers then? Like goldfish flavored? Oh, cheddar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Thank you for humoring my questions. (laughs) Just Google it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they are cheddar flavored fish shaped crackers that are popular in the United States. <laughs> the states are weird. Yeah. They are not goldfish flavored. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. They could be. Heath, Rogue 3, <laughs> <laughs> would be the pretzel goldfish because he's the saltiest. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six, would be the Parmesan cheese flavor, which is underrated and unassuming, but one of the best. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's the nicest intro you've ever done for me, Meg. Probably. No, there was there was one week where I did nice <laughs> ones for everybody. Okay, this is the nicest non-inauguration week yes. <laughs> intro you've ever done for me. This is the nicest you've been to me in years. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I'm Meg, 
rogue leader, and I am the explosive pizza because yeah. she thinks that I'm the best because the of my best. bright colors. The best kind, though. I was I googled I googled them because I was curious, and I was looking at the list of flavors. And I was like, I swear to God, somebody better be explosive pizza. <laughs> Why so is it explosive good. pizza? Because it explodes because in your mouth. They used to have regular pizza flavored, but then they added more flavor and had to call it something different. <laughs> wow. Like a with an X. X yeah. explosive. Straight up goldfish historian over here. <laughs> I think <laughs> I when I was a teen I was obsessed. Like I just said. <laughs> <laughs> with not not just with eating goldfish, but with like goldfish marketing trends. <laughs> you yeah. notice you notice when your favorite food has a different name on the shelf. <laughs> your favorite food is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be called flavor blasted yes, before they, they were did. called explosive. Just like yeah. a nondescript flavor. <laughs> right. There were regular pizza goldfish, then they made flavor blasted, which over the years changed into explosive. Because there are different flavors that were flavor blasted. It wasn't just right. pizza. Well, yeah, goldfish cracker padron now. <laughs> Sorry, Panera. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we really moved on from Panera real quick. All right. Well, speaking of exploding fish, we're now going to take an obligatory moment of silence for General Akbar. Oh. Whoa. Wow, why not Radith? Akbar's alive and he's in my bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Such disrespect for Radith, Dan. Sorry. Akbar's a little more recent, the more present. Um, I have a question about Han Solo. Solo, a Star Wars story featuring <laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> yes. So in this set of chapters that we read for The Courtship of Princess Podron, we got to see uh, Han's relationship with C-3PO on display. And so I'm wondering if we're going to see Han interacting with droids at all in Han Solo, Solo, a Star Wars story featuring Han Solo. And if so, do we think that it's going to be laying the groundwork for his contentious relationship with Goldenrod? Yes. This question is for Saf. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, Saf, you take this one. This is your jam. Um, Yes, I do think there will be a droid. Um, I don't know if there'll be a main character, because I feel like we may have heard about that already, if it was going to happen. I guess we'll see in the trailer. Um, I hope we get a droid and they just hate Han a lot. That's all I want. Why? Just because it would be funny. It would be like the opposite of like 3PO because Han hates 3PO. So you get another droid who hates Han. Do you think we will ever reach a limit of sassy and slash or cranky droids? I hope she's a lady droid. Yes. In which case, no, we will never reach that limit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there hasn't... There definitely needs to be more droids in the movies. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with this. I was like, wait, there are a lot of cranky droids in the movie. We more like cranky girl droids, though, because there's a whole bunch yes. of, like, every main Star Wars droid, so far has been a dude. And, like, yeah, they're all cranky right. dudes. Give us a sassy girl. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that That's all. That's it. All right. <laughs> that, 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 we're, done. we're done here. That's all. We're done. <clears throat> all right. Well, let's dive into the garbage. Yes. So we start off with Han calling 3PO down to some crappy Taft Cafe in Coruscant. He's unofficially 
his and Chewie's spy on Leia because Han hasn't been able to talk to Leia for a few days. And because of the assassination, they're complete attempted assassination, excuse me. They're completely surrounded by bodyguards. 3PO figures out that they're having diplomatic problems. <laughs> oh, buddy. That he can help with. <laughs> Counselor droid. Han asks if Isildur and Leia have been getting closer, and 3PO takes this pretty literally <laughs> and goes over all of the data watching them together and talks about how Isildur's distance from Leia has decreased and that over the past day, they've been touching for 86% of the time that they're together. Okay, hold the phone. <laughs> I love this. I have been in some pretty intense relationships in my time. I don't think I've ever been with someone that I've wanted to touch 86% of our time together. Yeah. That is no so way. much time. It's... Maybe, like, invert the number for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's... 68%? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still... No, I meant... <laughs> I meant 14%. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, a good 20, 25% is probably sufficient for a healthy relationship. <laughs> Yeah. 86% of the time? I mean, there is like falling in love, gross romance. She's in a relationship with Han Solo, unless she just forgot to break up with him. him. (laughs) Remember what happened in the last chapter? She called him buddy and like patted him on the head. I mean, (laughs) yeah. say I'm breaking up with you. Like, there's a difference. I guess I'm assuming assuming monogamy on these characters, but I feel like that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was that over a 24-hour span or 12 hours? 24 hours. So that includes night. It includes, it's 86% of the time that they are together, not like 24 hours of the day. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. We need to make a chart, I think. We do not need to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going homeland on this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> oh, wait, I lied. It's over the past eight standard hours. The two okay. have been touching nearly 86% of the time. Okay. Okay. I'm still not okay with this. No, it's still really weird, but at least it would have been worse. Well, how 80%, 86% of eight hours is how many, how much time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, seven, <laughs> seven plus hours. No, like six, 6.88 hours. There you go. Wow. Thanks for using calculator, Pete. <laughs> and 0.88 hours is 52, 53 minutes. Okay, so six hours and 53 minutes. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. the real question here is, how desperate is Han to ask Drapia for help with this? So desperate. Nope, the the real question is the 86%. What what are they doing? Yeah, we still want to know that one. We're real stuck on this one. I need more details on, like, what define touching. I think it's defined by touching. (laughs) Yeah, like, just contact. Like, Like, you're literally together. So they could have been on a long flight with little leg room or something. Yeah, or like maybe they're sharing an armrest or something. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's not like they've been touching for seven hours, six hours and 53 minutes. They have just been in actual like physical contact. Yeah, see, and you can tell Han's getting drunk because like if he was thinking straight, he would have asked 3PO how many, what percentage of the time have their genitals been touching? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Okay, let's let's do a dramatic reading. <laughs> all, all right. Han downed a mug of Corellian rum. 
Since it was his second in the past few minutes, 3PO quickly calculated Han's body mass and the alcohol content of the rum and decided that Han was more than mildly inebriated. Yet the primary manifestation of his intoxication seemed to be only a slight slowing of his speech. Han placed a hand on 3PO's metal arm. You're a good droid, 3PO. You're a good droid. There's not many droids I like as much as I like you. I don't know. What would you do if some droid prince was trying to muscle in on the woman you loved? 3PO senses picked up heavy emanations of alcohol from Han's breath, and he leaned away to avoid any corrosion in his processors. The first thing I would do... 3PO proffered... ...would be to gauge the opposition and see what have to give that the opposing party does not. Any good counselor droid could tell you that. Uh Uh-huh. Han said... So what do I have to offer Leia that Isildur doesn't? Well, let's see. 3PO said. Isildur is extremely wealthy, generous, well-mannered, and, at least by human standards, attractive. So, now that all we need to do is see what you have to offer that he doesn't have. So now all... So now all... So... (laughs) 3PO searched his files for several minutes, overheating his memory drives. (laughs) Oh dear! You wind at last. I see your problem. Well, there's always emotional attachment, I suppose. I'm certain that Leia won't forget about you just because a better man has come along. I love her. Han said emphatically. I love her more than I love my own life. More than... (laughs) (laughs) More than breath. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Not more than rum, though, apparently. (laughs) When she touches me, I feel like... I don't know how to say it. Can you clarify which kind of touching you're referring to, sir? <laughs> 3PO asked. Have you told her this? Like I say. Han sighed. I just don't know how to say Sigh. it. Sigh, Han. <sighs> I just don't know how to say it. You're a counselor droid. He poured another rum. Just stared at it. Do you know how to say it? Do you know any songs or poems? Indeed. I carry masterpieces from over five million cultures in my memory banks. Here is one of my favorites, from Chuktai. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was oh, sorry. <laughs> wrong track, sir. Shah Rupa Shantanar, Shadera Pathar, Thulath Antarpa. Uta Emera Spartane, Aratha Urther Sharapar, Uta Uta Savara, Hara Savarul Ethutha Restarahadur. Han listened to the gentle music of the words, <laughs> the soft, gentle. curling snarls, the muted thunder. That sounds pretty good. Han admitted. <laughs> what does it mean? C-3PO translated it as closely as possible. When lightning <laughs> rushes over the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when lightning rushes over the evening plains, I return to my cold den with a Thula rat in my jaws. <laughs> Then I smell your sweet spore smeared on the bones by the cave's maw. Then, then my head fins begin to tremble, and my tail sways majestically as my mating howl begins to fill the hollow of the night. (laughs) 
Han stopped him with a wave of the hand. Alright, alright, I get the picture. There's much, much more! 3PO assured him. It really is a beautiful epic. All 500,000 lines of it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Han said, sounding as disheartened as ever. He sat, listening to a foursome no, who had just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say foursome, I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> listening to a foursome. The end. <laughs> we done. Nice. Oh, jeez. We are definitely going to get a podcast award for that. That was, that was a beautiful song, Danny. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed by how well you actually did that. Thank you. I have definitely not been practicing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, when he casually before was like, unless anyone else really wants to be 3PO, I guess. No. <laughs> After a week of practicing, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> All right. So from what we've kind of seen, Han's in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> And he's having a little bit of trouble now paying attention because he's eavesdropping on a foursome nearby. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are talking down about him and talking about how dreamy and perfect Isildur and his bodyguards are. Which also includes the line, I'd rather be his masseuse. Can you imagine needing that hot flesh all day long? Mm, that hot flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who talks like that? <laughs> not sexy. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't say hot flesh? No, they said hot flesh. Okay. It's not it's not Diego Luna. <laughs> Alright. Han asks 3PO to keep his eyes open, and if Leia asks about him, which you definitely will not, tell him <laughs> that he misses her. 3PO leaves, determined to figure out a way to help Han and prove himself to be the best counselor droid ever. Aw, buddy. I, I love how 3PO has a new calling in life. Yeah, he's, romance. He's just like, Han is just so drunk. He's not going to remember any of this in the morning. And 3PO's just like, well, I fixed it all. I am so good at this. I did it. I fulfilled my purpose. So the next day, probably, at the Alderanian council meeting, Thricken Horm says he brought everyone there to start planning for Leia and Isildur's marriage. She tries to stop them, but Horm smiles condescendingly because she's planning on a six-month tour of the Hape system, and it's so the planets will see how much of a worthy queen she'll be. More like six-month tour of Isildur's body. Jeez. <laughs> Hashtag hot flesh. <laughs> oh god. Oh, it's been a while since we had a hashtag. Yeah. Great. I'm glad that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Leia tries to deny it, but midway she realizes they're right. She's going so she can be closer to him and to them. She looks at Han, who is miserable, <laughs> and sits back down. Trepio stands and asks if he may address the council, and Horm is a jerk, but Leia sticks it sticks up for him. I just want to give a quick shout out to the droid rights lobbyists that get mentioned in this chapter because it's amazing. I was so excited when I saw them. I was like, these are my people. Dream job. And like all the droids are so excited that that 3PO is allowed to stand and talk. I love it so much. He's the new king of the droids. Even, oh, does it have to be 3PO though? I mean, this actually takes place, no it doesn't. 
Yeah, nope, sorry, it's 3PO. Aww. We need Tonin back. So 3PO, confidently, more confident than Leia's ever seen him, uh, takes the stage and says that they should be they should be planning Leia's marriage. But to Han! <laughs> 3PO has done a lot of digging and has found out that Han Solo is actually king of Corellia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. What a twist. That happened. <laughs> Leia looks at Han, who is trying to shrink into nothingness in his seat, and wonders why he never told her before he gets up and leaves. Um, so my take Which, on this was that 3PO is just making this all up, because... He can't lie, though! I know, but he just wants to be a matchmaker so bad after seeing how good he is at it. I don't think... I don't I think, think this is made real. up. I think this I think is... I think real. Han is really a king. I think it's really good they got rid of the expanded universe (laughs) (laughs) it's like literally what i was thinking here like oh no yeah at first i was like no this can't be real right and then as it keeps going on i i was actually he's like han's father was this person and their father was this person and like can trace it all the way back okay but also just imagine 3po like before this meeting, talking to R2 and being like, I know I can find a way to get them to get to. I know. I'll figure out a way to prove that Han Solo is a king. And R2 is rolling his eyes. And yeah, he's like, just so well, proud Sildur, of is, Sildur is a prince. Right. But Han is a king. So therefore, I must make Han a king. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, don't. no, I know. It's, it's my head cannon, okay? It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how you spin it it's just <laughs> bad also everyone takes like Han leaving as an admission of guilt that yes he is a king right he like Which... ran away and they're like aha he is <laughs> he is he's embarrassed <laughs> right now <laughs> so Luke so is nice. actually watching this on the live holonet from his ship the Bith pilots are trying to get ready to go to hyperspace. He, for whatever reason, thinks that Han being a king totally makes sense. <laughs> Charlotte. This is slightly smaller, Luke. This is slightly, for sure. <laughs> he watches 3PO describe the lineage and how Han's kingly ancestors eventually turned into Dala the Terrible Kidnapper Pirate, Underworld Kingpin. <laughs> Which somehow also means that, oh, it makes sense that Han didn't want to tell anybody because, like, what a shameful past. And Yes, what Luke, a shameful past for Han the smuggler. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then Luke is like, oh, poor Han at the end. This whole thing is so stupid. Like, ah, oh, yes, he is a king, but also he is related to awful people. It's like, none of this matters. He's still just Han. <laughs> This begins sure. the trend that these chapters had of characters feeling bad for Han and being like, no! <laughs> Don't feel bad for Don't Han. feel bad for him! <laughs> Han's being terrible right now. I mean, to be fair, so was Leia a little bit. Like, I feel yeah. a little oh, yeah. bad for Han. Everyone's He's an being idiot. being terrible. But like, Han is an idiot, to... but I, I feel sorry for Han a bit. Yeah. Less so later on, but for now I still feel sorry for him. Yeah, yeah he's at about point, to become... At this point, you are feeling a little bad for Han. He's about to become Han terrible, though. Oh no. Han bad oh, bad low. No. All right. Han so worse, in the next chapter. 
Oh, did I ruin it again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Careful, Danny. You might turn into the saltine flavored <laughs> goldfish crackers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? The ones that are just. Wow. <laughs> They're just saltines. Like, why would you get goldfish crackers that are saltines? You just get saltines. For you just, kids. You chew on them and chew on them and they never go away. <laughs> just they just dry. make you dehydrated and angry. No, I, I will defend saltine goldfish right now. This is... Goldfish this is ridiculous. Oh, For children. One... Yeah. Fun shapes on their crackers. <laughs> Goldfish Podron is one of my top five iterations of Rogue Podron. <laughs> All right. It's the I am a saltine goldfish apologist. Anyway. We see Eldora and Leia are walking in an Alderanian forest in the botanical gardens. It's kind of a creepy talk, mostly about flowers and babies. Whoa. Yep. It's a normal real... garden conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know, about getting pregnant. Wait, Meg, why didn't you say the name of the ship? The Bith, the Bith ship. Yeah, why have you been avoiding that, Meg? I, <laughs> I was so excited to hear you say it. Bad. I can't pronounce things that are, like, written in basic. Please, please try to say that. Like, it's literally just pronounced... <laughs> 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 I mean, it'd be like... I can't like because I can't say it as one word. Like it definitely is like two syllables, right? Like yeah. I love it. I love. It. I'm sorry. I just had to. I just had to call you out on that. That's cool. That's what. <laughs> so Threkin Horm calls Leia and tells her that the mission to the Ro- Ferrero Shea system has been cancelled. The conflict has escalated, and Mon Mothma herself is going to go handle it. Han has also been assigned to lead a fleet of Star Destroyers for defense of the planet. Leia has been relieved of her duties for the next eight standard months because she has more important wink-wonk duties for the Republic to take care of. Orm can go screw himself. Well, he's hoping someone else is going to screw, that's for sure. Uh, eight months is a very interesting choice. <laughs> oh like, no why aren't they giving her a full nine? Oh no <laughs> no maybe the gestation period's different that's true it's space things are accelerated by like one and a half months anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> after she gets off the call she's still worried despite being glad she doesn't have to do this overwhelming mission She's slightly confused about why they need a whole fleet of Star Destroyers, but Mon Mothma knows best. Isildur calls her Little One, which should honestly set off some alarms. Yep. But instead, he reminds her that her trip to Hapes is no strings attached, no obligations, except we definitely just talked about this impregnation flower, which was super weird. He was definitely (laughs) doing finger quoties when he said that. Yeah. No strings attached. Because what happens next? Is that he holds her, and while she is thinking about telling him I love you, but stopping herself because it's too soon, he whispers it in her ear. Oh, yeah, I see, don't, don't worry, <laughs> no strings attached. It's definitely way too soon, buddy. I feel like this is the kind oh, of guy that like sees a lady and he's like, I love her. Like he just sees her. I mean, and he, he, he... Really see her. 
Yeah, that's true. And then he gets broken up with, and he's really upset for like six months. And then he sees another lady. He's like, I'm in love with her. She's the one. And he keeps doing that. Yeah. Amazing. I think he just has mommy issues. Yes. Also that. Definitely that. I don't think anyone in the Hapes cluster does not have mother issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In like one way or another. It's like a a founding principle of their culture. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Han is off in space doing some tests and systems checks on the Falcon in the debris field. He sits down and makes sure that he can disguise himself as one of Warlord Gabor's ships, as well as jam other signals. He gets a call from Leia, and they plan to meet for dinner that night aboard the Rebel Dream at 1500 hours. When Han arrives, he looks real tired. Leia feels kind of bad about ignoring him and deserting him for the past several days, but not bad enough for her to apologize. Even as a friend, she's being awful right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. not talking about, like, them as, like, a romantic thing, which they are, because she still wouldn't break up with him properly, but, like, she's not even talking to him as a friend. She's just like, oh, bye. Yeah, bye. This dude's hot. He can bounce his pecs. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know he can. Yeah, he I definitely can. He definitely can and definitely does. Oh, All yeah. the time. <laughs> and because he's usually, like, wearing nothing or everything is sheer, like, he does yeah. it. All the time. <laughs> yeah. That's like 56% of that 86% is just him bouncing his pecs. It <laughs> like what? Bumping them into Leia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh. imagining like every scene in this book now, like the camera pans over and he's just off to the side bouncing his pecs to himself. <laughs> Amazing. Ah. <laughs> uh. I should become, I should learn about movies and direct this someday. Yes. Please do. Alternatively, um, do literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be this. <laughs> Han tells her that he resigned his commission. He's going to go to Dathomir, run on the beach, feeling the sand beneath his toes. And Leia is in shock asks him to reconsider his resignation and that she'll pull strings to get him some leave, but he refuses. He asks Leia to come with him to give him an equal chance as she's giving Isildur. Maybe she'll fall in love with Dathomir. Maybe she'll fall back in love with him. Of course, she says that she can't. Han tells her to come to Dathomir with him and grabs the gut of command and fires it at her. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so glad this came back. Boy, bye. <laughs> sure makes... Sure, it gives a different tone to all of our good of command jokes, doesn't it? <laughs> a just bit. lately. <laughs> oh, man. Han. Han Solo. Yeah. This is another point where I was like, I'm really glad they got rid of the expanded team. <laughs> Han, oh, no. Yeah, this this oh. is when Han officially becomes unforgivable to me. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a hard one to uh, justify. You know, I think that maybe since this was like my first Star Wars book, this might have been why like growing up that I wasn't a really like I wasn't really into Han and Leia's romantic relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that like, would make it's a not lot of healthy. sense. <laughs> like this was the first Star Wars thing I really had outside of the movies and this book does not paint a good picture of their relationship. It's not. I'm like, "Oh, is this is this why?" <laughs> Yes, this is why. <clears throat> so Isildur is discussing with Queen Mother Tachu about how Han kidnapped Leia. 
The New Republic <laughs> cool, cool. is getting a thousand of their best detectives on it, which I also didn't know they were just called detectives. <laughs> <laughs> like, should it just be like New Republic intelligence agents? Right. Uh, so, but the Queen Mother is going to send her best assassins to go after them because she needs to protect the future Queen Mother. She tells Isildur not to go after him the, them himself, but of course he refuses and he will go rescue his bride. But no strings attached, don't worry. Right. <laughs> she hasn't even said she's going to marry you yet, buddy. Chill. Yeah, but he bounces his pack so much. <laughs> <laughs> she, Queen Mother, rolls her eyes at her baby boy, which you know she definitely calls him. And says that she'll allow it, but if she finds them first, well, game over, man. She's definitely going to kill Han. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Han, Han is dead. That's what I also kept thinking throughout this. was like, how does Han get out of this book alive? <laughs> like, what? I cannot wait. <laughs> there must be something going on with the Queen Mother or something. Like, I don't trust her. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's going to be how they're going to redeem Han by revealing that there's evil intentions between the hapies and the entire time. Oh, so that yeah. <laughs> I am excited to make. I'm excited to. Corporal Reason, one of Warlord Gabor's <laughs> lackeys, <laughs> the new General Melvar. I'm so glad we got new Melvar. Um, has found out about Han's abduction of Leia. He's going to send the message directly to Warlord Gabor. He has a hunch, a feeling in his bones, that Han is going to Dathomir. One time, an Imperial Parade as a boy, Darth Vader patted Reason's head and told him to trust his sensitivities. Like, Reason's a little full-sensitive dude. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Yes, I mean, that's what we're meant, but it's also such like a, <laughs> this is what every fanboy wants. So good, right. Imagine Darth Vader petting I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is so out of character for Vader. <laughs> Yeah. As you Good serve the Empire, trust your sensitivity. Like, what? Vader right. Didn't you want to kill all the Jedi? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi. <laughs> I love anyway, it. it's weird. So, he's going to send the information because he thinks that Warlock Gabor is a thorough man who'll know what to do. Uh, sure, buddy. Hey, sure. Leia wakes up and finds herself in the smuggling compartment of the Falcon. She keeps banging around and yelling, promising how Han will wish that she'll just kill him when she gets out. Okay, question. <laughs> yeah. Yes? Oh, sorry, jam session. What? <laughs> what? Why? 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 Yeah. He shot her with the gun of command. Why did he have to then stuff her in the smuggling compartment? She was already going to do the thing. <laughs> the command would wear off, I guess. I don't know. It did, but they're already on their way. Like, how does her being in the compartment make a difference when the gun of command wears off? That's a good because point. like now all that's going to happen is she's going to run out of oxygen and die. No, it's because as we find out next, that eventually Chewie and three PO come around and open the compartment. They are surprised to see her. Yeah. There. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a f- and she of tells an them. That Han kidnapped her. And they're not happy about Chewie stalks off toward the cockpit with Leia and 3PO in pursuit. Because Chewie's definitely going to murder somebody right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When Leia orders Han to turn the ship around, he remarks that he can't. They're on a course for Dathomir and the controls won't respond until they get there. 
That seems Chewie. like a bad security feature. That's a real bad ship feature. <laughs> this was Chewie. before they had the ships that can pull you out of hyperspace, though, right? No. Oh. I mean, chronologically, maybe, but... <laughs> Like, in the way that the Expanded Universe books have were written. But I'm pretty sure there are gravity wells in the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, I think you're Weren't right. Interdictor? Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, interdictors. Yeah. Weren't they Chewie in Rebels, asked, or am I making that up? Yes, that does happen in Rebels. Season 3, I think. Chewie asks Leia if she wants him to beat up Han for her. <laughs> but Han points out that they need two people to bring the Falcon out of hyperdrive, which I also don't think is true. It sounds um, fake. But I think maybe after this, Chewie fixed it, so it was no longer that case. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Han wants to make a deal. Leia will spend seven days with him on Dathomir, and if at the end she doesn't love him, he'll take her right back to Coruscant and do his jail time. If she does love him, he'll take her right back to Coruscant, and she'll kiss Isildur goodbye and marry Han. Like she's supposed to. <laughs> but somehow he just won't have to do jail time in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just not going to think about it. Consequences aren't really a thing for Han, I but think. But he'll be married. Right now, yeah. Leia, for some reason, is moved. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a terrible book. <laughs> <laughs> she once thought that Han's recklessness was due to stupidity and courage, but he's willing to risk his life for her because he's just that devoted. And she has a hard time imagining someone loving her that much. Oh, oh this like, is glorifying, glorifying such an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> sure is. Leia agrees, much to 3PO's shock, and but she remarks that she hopes he likes prison food. Is that classic Han and Leia sass? Yes. <laughs> so when Luke arrives to the Ferrero Rocher system, he can't feel Leia. He asks what happened, and he the pilot tells him that Han abducted her. Doesn't he watch the hollows? <laughs> Luke reaches out with the force, but still can't feel her close by. So he grabs his personal craft, which I assume is the X-Wing. I don't know why they just didn't say it. Yeah, it's like not said there. <laughs> Super and, mysterious. Yeah, oh... And heads off to Coruscant to see if he can figure it out. Four days into the journey to Dathomir, there's an awkward dinner scene, and I can't read this part because awkward dinners just make me cringe too much. <laughs> so, TLDR, Han's plan is not going well. <laughs> Leia is more judgmental of him than she's probably ever been judgmental toward anyone in her life. Han currently is basically her servant, which he deserves. So it's fine, I guess. Han calls her out that she's too mad at him, and she agrees that she can forgive Han the man for kidnapping her, but she can't forgive General Solo f for betraying the New Republic. Interesting. <laughs> this is an interesting dynamic going on here. Yeah. Han says that it isn't his fault, but <laughs> Leia replies that, she, that he has to face up to the fact that people still have expectations of him. He tells her that she can tell him how to act and he'll change forever. No, oh, you want, buddy. The, it's, it sounds like Leia's like tr saying one of those lines that people say when they like want to break up with you, but they want like they don't they want to like have you do it. And they don't want it to be their fault. Right. They want they want to yeah. have the blame for it. So they're like, 
no, no, I can forgive you. I just, I just can't forgive what the general Han Solo is doing to the New Republic right now. You know, like, how can I ever get over that? Ugh. It's bad. <clears throat> also, I, I want to, like, give the author some credit for, like, creating a parallel between the Hapes culture and, like, the Han and Leia dynamic and how he's being subservient to her. But it's just so over the head, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> so, so, or, sorry, on the nose, not over the head. Hitting us over the head. Or yes. on the nose. Oh my god, you on the nose. You did what I do. Everyone take a shot. All right. <laughs> Every time Danny does that thing that Saf does. Nay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should do an episode where we're all just pretending to be another member. Of the oh team. my god, that's dangerous. Really, <laughs> that means someone else has to do show notes, and that's April, not going to happen. April Fool's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> when they get to Dathomir, there's a bunch of Star Destroyers. Han tries to play it off, but he really Hans it up, and it turns into a space battle. It ends up that the Falcon gets pretty damaged, but Warlord Gabor probably thinks they crashed. With the nav computer down, Han has to land the Falcon by sight alone. He looks over and sees Leia looking more terrified than he's ever seen in his life and asks her what's wrong. She says that there's something there down there on the planet, dark and loathsome. And they can't go down there! Cliffhanger! Luke arrives on Coruscant and is in Han's apartment. He feels desperation and sadness. But there's a spark of hope he follows to the ancient gambling hall in the Coruscant upper-lower levels. Upper-lower. There's a lot of levels. Oh my gosh. He asks to see the holovids of the card games and sees Han win the planet from the Drakmarian. He bribes the worker further to get Warlord Omog's name and a list of her usual gambling haunts. He goes deeper into the underworld to a place called the Stowaway. Inside, he sees three humans torturing Omog, trying to get information. He orders them to let her go, and then he whips out his lightsaber, which makes them all back off and get on their radio. <clears throat> I'm sure it's called a radio. It's fine. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Space radio. Space radio. Detective. Radio. <laughs> Queen Mother Tachum arrives and orders the three men to put themselves under arrest. <laughs> which Luke is like, what just happened? <laughs> arrest yourselves. <laughs> How could she say that so seriously? <laughs> and... It's hard to tell whether Ta Chum was legitimately annoyed with their treatment of her mog, or she just annoyed that they got caught. I'm getting the feeling it's the latter. Yeah, definitely. She tells Omog to pick a punishment, and Omog replies to make them breathe methane, which I assume will kill them. Yeah, it's not good for people. Eh. Queen Mother also says that she'd like the name of the planet Han won from her, and is willing to pay whatever reasonable price. However, Omog looks at Luke and offers him a reward for saving her life. Luke asks that she doesn't share the name of the planet with anyone else and to only think of the planet so he can force read her. He finds out that it's Dathomir. <gasps> no. <gasps> but it was the planet Luke was looking for. Oh my god. It's the planet that Sexy Yoda talked about. <laughs> the best Surprise. kind of Yoda. Is the only yeah. kind of Yoda. Meek just keeps trying to surprise us, and it's just not working. Surprise! <laughs> the Queen Mother already knows this, 
because they actually did detective work and looked at Omog's navigation logs and it had it in its path. Why was she trying to get it from Omog then? I don't know. Effect. Oh. Plot. Okay. Confirmation. Yeah. All right. How else was she going to meet her new boyfriend? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe she's she's got some false sensitivity herself and she just stole it from Omog's brain. But mm. I could be wrong. I probably yeah. am wrong. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Tashum plans on going to the planet, but first, she tells Luke that he'll join her for dinner that night before they depart. Luke says he'd be honored to accept. Against all odds, Han is able to pilot the Falcon out of a crashing ship and lands kind of toward a city that they spot. They have to camouflage the ship because Warlord Gabor's men will be coming to investigate. Not only do they come searching, they start dropping missiles onto the wreck for hours. Leia, Chewie, and 3PO are shocked, but Han seems kind of okay with what's going on. <laughs> They're at least safe for the time being. When the bombardment stops, Han leaves to check to make sure that Warlord Gabor's people are gone. When more than a half hour passes, Leia goes out to look for him. She sees him nearby, watching the sunset and throwing some rocks. That's what lonely, sad dudes do, I guess. He's having some me time. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they fight a little bit because they have to. And Han still is acting like this plan has a chance of working, but Leia is really not having any of this. He assures her that Warlord Gabor's people are gone, and that no one would want to be around after dark with these things being out, and points to a five-foot-wide clawed footprint in the mud. Nice, mm. nice. Yeah, I can like, I can see that, Han. Jurassic Padron over here. That sounds good. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah, totally not scary at all. Meanwhile, near Coruscant, Isildur is sulking at dinner with his mother and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> she had only arrived that morning, and already she had found out the location of where Han took Leia, and he had been working on that for one full week. He needs to get good. He is not the galaxy's greatest detective. <laughs> Queen Mother is flirting hard, which also makes Isildur feel weird, which probably mom issues. <laughs> but Luke is not picking up what she is putting down, more interested in the ship that has been built and passed down since the first Queen Mother. That is, until she mentions a former Queen Mother who helped hide some Jedi on a planet in Hapes. She offers for Luke to come visit when this is all over, and she'll have someone take him to the ruins of the temple there, and he'll be able to keep whatever he wants. Luke is finally thirsty. At the end of dinner, Luke asks if he can see her face. Isildur knows that no one would be stupid enough to ask her for this forbidden thing on Hapes, but to his surprise, she raises her veil so he can look upon her in all of her glory. Luke merely comments that he understands why she's so revered and then leaves. <laughs> nice. How hot is this lady? Like, I really she's hot! Know. How hot is this But I mean, I've seen some pretty hot ladies, but like, not hot enough to take over a whole planet. She's even hotter. I need to how? see that. I need to know for like science reasons. Wait, hang on. How do you measure that? I'm pretty sure there's like a, there's a, there's a chart or like a measurement of how hot a woman is versus how many ships you would send to conquer a place. Yes, it's all of them. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so she must be at like the top level of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> normal ways to judge women. After he's gone, Isildur asks his mother why he lied to why she lied to Luke, uh, 
because Hapens hated Jedi just as much as Vader did and would never give them refuge. She explains that it was to distract him and that she doesn't have anything against him personally, but she'd rather destroy him than let the Jedi come to power again. NBD. Why this? <laughs> we also learn a very quality Hapen saying, which is... <laughs> Never let a man become so deluded as to believe that he is the intellectual equal of a woman. It only leads him to evil. It's a pretty true phrase. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, look at Han. Look what he did. He was given a gun of command. Look what That's happened. True. That's He's, true. He stole a gun of command. Never trust a man with a gun of command. <laughs> Another quality happened saying. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Isildur excuses himself to get ready as well, and he also kisses his mother through the veil, and finds Luke in the hangar looking for R2, who had some sparking problems, and was taking to get fixed, but now he's back. I don't know why they included this. This Who who doesn't have sparking problems? They're like, oh, it's chapter 10, we haven't had R2 do anything yet, time to get him in here. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Oh, look, he's feisty as ever! Beep, beep! (laughs) Look at him spark. Isildur is surprised that Luke had sensed the Queen Mother's bad intentions for him, but hey, that is how the Force works. He asks Luke if he knows that if Leia is in danger, and he replies yes, that's why he's so urgently trying to get to them. Isildur asks Luke for them to go together, because if they don't find him first, Tachum will kill Han. Luke agrees, and they'll meet later on Isildur's ship. The end what of these team up. What a setup. I am very excited to see where this book is actually going to go with this because this is this is off the rails already. It seems <laughs> like they're all going to go to Dathomir. Really? Yeah. You're the you one who said you were curious to see where it was going. <laughs> Don't give me that sarcasm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Should we do listener responses? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Last week we asked. What relationship advice would Cornhorn give to Han Solo in the first section of this book? Ooh. We have to answer this as well. Yes. We do. Um, so mine I came up with before I actually read these chapters, and it was oddly fitting. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that Corin was going to tell Han that he just really needed to make sure that Leia saw this planet if he was, like, so determined that this was the thing that she needed. Um <laughs> So I was oh, going to say no. to, to kidnap her. Oh, no. <laughs> and I read the chapters and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so it looks Amazing. like Han took um, Corrin's advice. Gosh. Amazing. Um, so I had mine from Dr. Corrin's Love Dungeon column, obviously. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and it's women like seeing strong men vulnerable. Get kidnapped, <laughs> tied up, naked and vibrating, and have your mind brought in. <laughs> Leia will want to take care of you and not let it happen again, but it's best to do it one more time to keep her scared. I really like the part where you said naked and vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> best part. <laughs> so I think that Corin would say to Han, first you need to go to an allergy specialist. <laughs> Is that it? It's a really good deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think I now feel bad for anyone who's joining the podcast just for this book because there's there's a history there. There's a history, yeah, that's for sure. 
Was that your whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the okay, that was part of your setup. I get it. it makes it funnier. Short and sweet. <laughs> Thank you for that analysis. <laughs> just, just giving you some of the criticism you gave to Meg earlier. <laughs> Any other feedback you all have for me? <laughs> um, I think Corin would mail to Han because he can't be bothered to show up in person a copy <laughs> of his wow. best-selling book how to inappropriately deal with the death of your father wow oh Karan's on fire i feel like that's probably setting us up for a theme that we're going to be hearing <laughs> yeah hmm? in, maybe and a, a lot of our listener responses Ah, yes. There are like two defining features about Corrin. One is that he is a terrible Jedi, and one is that he has a dead dad. I'm yeah. going to get so much shit for calling him a terrible Jedi, but I don't care. I mean, so far as we know, he's not a Jedi. So far, he's, he's bad at the first. Exactly, but people he... don't care about so far. I'm not being salty on the podcast. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's move on to the responses. Um, We got a lot. There's a lot of them to read here. Um. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's. A oh lot. damn! Oh damn! It just keeps going. So first, I just want to shout out Justice Turtle, Ben Warman, and Nancy, who all wrote Fix. Oh. And they're all and so good. They're yeah. so good. And this is the kind of thing that, like, if we, uh, I feel like if we ever, like, if we were like a real podcast and like had a Patreon, <laughs> we would like record us reading all these fixes like a bonus patron special episode. Right, like yeah. a, a fic dramatic reading. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's never gonna happen, guys. You should go read them. Yeah. Um. So yes, thank you to the three of you for those six. They're very good. Brian J. Hawkward said, "Corn's love advice is your dad dead? Talk to her about your dead dad. It's important to be thinking about your dead dad at all times, but never your mother. Never think about or even mention your mother. Or you could bake her a cake. That works too. <laughs> you get your droid to bake her a cake. Love it." Ian Miller said, so I don't feel like writing a fic about Corin, <laughs> which Fair. I, I really appreciated that that's how Ian started this answer. <laughs> Big same, Ian. <laughs> but here's his handy three-step advice for everyone. Number one, parental issues. Dad's preferred, but moms are cool too. Number two, everything is about me. Number three, be shorter than them. They will have pity on you. <laughs> wow. I see. I've got that covered. <laughs> kind of tough for Han to do in this current Leia situation. <laughs> yeah, he could like go go full Darth Maul or something. She is definitely also baby sized goldfish. Yeah, she is quite small. <laughs> <laughs> when I first see so much short, I'm just gonna back on like, our goldfish <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Tanny. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i read ahead all right greg said women are like starfighters treat them right and they probably won't explode (laughs) i i love this one so much it's It's just like it's a good answer but then it just takes a sharp left turn at the end oh no i love it it's also accurate advice right (laughs) (laughs) where's the lie (laughs) unlike heath's favorite flavor of goldfish (laughs) (laughs) hassan said 
show your Karelian charm, true feelings, and go from there. If that don't work, surprise her with dinner that you made yourself and propose. Oh, no. Han took that too far. Too far. <laughs> I love this next one because it's just it's so <laughs> succinct and to the point. <laughs> Mitch said, cultivate a goatee, use a pseudonym. <laughs> I'm most fascinated by the, term, the use of cultivate. Cultivate, like not, cultivate. Not grow a goatee, but cultivate. That's like, why it's so good. It's like it, also an excellent word choice. Yeah. It makes me think of terraforming, to be quite honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like terraforming your face. Oh, All right, then. Well, we I'm went just... back. We went back there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, back on our it's... terraforming bullshit. I'm so sorry, Dan. Can, like, I don't edit anymore. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Can Gavin uncultivate his goatee? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Gavin needs to terraform his goatee. Yeah. <laughs> Swara said, The Wikipedia article on myself is too long and I've got little time at the moment, so I'm going to just say, Stop acting crazy possessive, buddy. And then he added, wow. Corn's totally normal and decent dude who would say this, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no i just got the list so to the funny. first to the first like four seasons <laughs> oh swara oh it's good remember how like erisi was trying to do him and he kept thinking about his dad <laughs> yeah i wonder i'm never gonna forget that neither is yeah ben with a y said corin would tell han to forget about Leia and go fall in love with his dad like he did <laughs> instead oh oh Dinner leader said Corn would remind Han, would recommend not remind Corn would recommend that Han fake his death and then Leia would get revenge I guess and find Han not dead. Corn has not thought this through. Oral is shaking his head sadly in the background and Chewie joins him. Oh my gosh, Oral Chewie team up would be amazing. Uh, go into yeah. it. What if Han and Corrin get kidnapped and then Oral and Chewie have to go fight them? Yes. Here for Amazing. It. Someone write that comic. And also, we just need to be aware that there's a proposed plot here for a man faking his death only to come back to surprise the woman he loves. So we need to keep Wedge away from this situation. No. Oh, no. Like, oh, my God. Wedge is already, like, really friendly with Leia. I don't, yeah. like... Don't Wed- let him know Wedge, about this. Wedge can not be involved. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my god. Oh my god. Man's got a type. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I've never been interested in Leia before, but now. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Keep oh, Wedge away. Cole said Corn rubs his medallion, thinks about his father, about how great a pilot he is, looks him in the eyes and says, Who are you again? Oh my god. <laughs> I think it's the most accurate of all of these so far. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so good. Who are you? Bria said, I'm sure your problem is hard, but my dad and Murex's dad literally had this enemy thing going on, and did I mention that my dad is dead? <laughs> <laughs> Mallory did not really give a response, but I wanted to say this anyway because it's really funny. She said, I don't know who this corn horn guy is, and from all the advice tweets I've read, I'm really glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should be, Mal. You should be. <laughs> Great, real. Dark Sapien said, well, if we knew whether your parents hated each other, this would be easier. Let me see. 
Have you told her you find her really slender? No. <laughs> let, let another woman try to seduce you in front of her? Made her cake from her homeworld using illegal ingredients? <laughs> All great suggestions. The true keys to romance. Leia, you're looking so slender today. <laughs> Danny, did you look up Zap Brannigan? I did not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he was too busy practicing for his song. Yes, practicing <laughs> his <laughs> Can anyone do a zap burn again? No. God, probably not. Right. I've never tried. I'm just going to read it in my voice. Sorry, Brian. Oh, you've got to try. Do it. Try it. I can't. Aww. First off, well, just so our listeners aren't really confused right now. <laughs> Brian had requested that his answer be read in his app, Brannigan voice. <laughs> I guess that's important context. <laughs> that's in the, it's in the show notes, but you would not have seen that. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that our listeners aren't reading the show notes with us. Like, yeah, all of a sudden we're just it. like, can you do his app, Brannigan? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brian said, first off, the secret to a successful relationship is being me, Corn Horn. If you can't be me, Corn Horn, you should feud with her father. He's dead. Perfect. Make sure, make sure your father is dead and bond over the deadness of your father's. <laughs> Women dig dead fathers. It's foolproof. And right after that one, that might have been good advice, he shouts, Oh, tell her a funny story about having sex with someone from a hairy species. Chewbacca growls, alarmed. Han kicks Corrin out and tells him not to come back. I love the, make sure your father is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure. Just make sure. He might not be, so make sure. Love it. Ash from Sky Talkers said, yeah, Han, that's a real situation. Uh, Mirax. <laughs> Good. That's fair. Probably better advice, too. <laughs> yeah. Nancy said, I think I forgot to mention that the name of my fic is called That's Not a Listener's Bond. <laughs> 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 I was literally just copying and pasting all of our mentions. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Kristen oh, said, yes, yes. Hey, man, don't give up. Get it up. Know what I'm saying? Show her what length you're willing to go through for her. You smelling what I'm stepping in? <laughs> you smelling what I'm stepping in? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Danny. It's the I can't tell if he's being serious. <laughs> I would like to think he's joking. Oh, sorry. I'm doing my sarcasm blinkers right now, but okay. you can't see. Oh, yeah. No, Danny, okay. we don't have video right now. Nor do our listeners, so... <laughs> Wait, what is sarcasm blinkers? Lose, lose. So back when I was a head counselor in a cabin at a summer camp. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> I had the counselors that were working in that cabin never knew if I was being serious or not, because when I'm being sarcastic, I don't change my voice. So yep. I had to start blinking my hands whenever I was being sarcastic. So they knew <laughs> that I wasn't actually asking them to do like some ludicrous thing. <laughs> It's a real good idea. <laughs> because apparently when you're a supervisor of people and then you tell them to do things, they think they have to do them. <laughs> that is how it works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <that> was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you got the joke. Yes. Let's, let's, yeah. let's just clear that up for everybody. <laughs> Moving on. Brexton said, pretend to be a pirate detective vigilante. I love it. There were detectives in this book. I know. It's even in-universe. Skylar Lawrence said, Corrin would start giving him advice about Leia secretly being a spy, but he'd get sidetracked thinking about his dad. <laughs> oh, gee. Ah, oh, buddy. Leia's a spy. No one's safe. All right. The next two we got are just dialogue between Corrin and Oh, my Han. gosh. They're amazing. <laughs> are, we doing, are we doing our characters? Yeah, let's, let's dramatic 
Let's do it. Who's it's Corbin? It's been a while since I've been the bro. Leia. I'm Corbin. Not Leia. Sap is. Leia. I'm Leia. No. <laughs> yeah, you're Leia. All right, I and I'm, I'm Han, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So this first one, Nick also provided some context and said, I picture Corrin hosting a Loveline-like Holonet show and Han calls in. Funny. You're on Lovenet with Dr. Love himself. What's your name and question, caller? Uh, my name? Let's go with uh, Shman Shmolo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Shmolo. What can I do to you? I mean, do you for? <laughs> Well, I have this friend who's dating way out of his league. She's a total princess. And this other guy who's honestly hot enough to make me question my... I mean, his sexuality comes along and he offers her an entire star system to marry her. What do I or he do? Well, Mr. Schmolo, has your friend tried winning her a planet playing the most boring, confusing version of space poker ever? <laughs> Funny you say that. I, uh, he did, but it's... Located in Warlord Gabor's territory. Well, that is tricky. Have you tried confessing your daddy issues? Like how your dad was the best thing that ever happened to you and how his murder have has irretrievably broken you as a man? Chicks dig damage, guys. Uh, my backstory only includes a Wookiee. Have you tried hitting on other girls? Well, I have a certain roguish charm. Have you tried making all our problems about you? Yeah, and that didn't work. Oh my God. This isn't Shaman Shmolo, is it? This is Han Solo. Yeah. You're screwed, buddy. I say you just kidnap her. <laughs> oh, my God. Corrin! <laughs> that was Dr. so Love. good. <laughs> so good. And extra points for the Rogue Pot inside jokes all all up in there. So many. It's so good. So good. I love it. Um, This next one might be my favorite. Oh, my God. Jay. I'm so excited. This is from Jay. Jay. Jay did me right. Go ahead, Corrin. Han. Buddy, bro, if you want to win Leia's heart, don't be a jerk. You have to be dashing and courtly. Be like broke fissory. Yes. Who? Uh, don't know. I haven't met him yet. Then how? The the Force, I guess. I, I don't know. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Be like broke fissory. <laughs> Literally the best advice I've ever heard in my life. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So many glistening bodies. Jay, a glistening body. Nick, a glistening body. Nancy and Ben Warman and the turtle person, glistening bodies. <laughs> also, give Greg and Cole slightly smaller ones. Yeah. Greg and Cole, slightly smaller glistening bodies. Yeah. So many awards tonight. So many good responses. We like Oprah with our bodies today. You get a body and you get a body. Should we call it? Should we, sh- should we call it something else for this pod? I mean,. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> we haven't we haven't come up with like something, nothing has like come to us naturally. Glistening gun of command. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> We're gonna stick with glistening Bodhi. Okay. okay. The best way okay. we can honor him. That's glistening fair. personal craft. <laughs> glistening these sealed doors pectorals. Oh my god. <laughs> We've already gone through glistening. Oh my you god. You know that they glisten. You know that. Oh, they absolutely. Glisten. He is oh, oiled up. All right, so for next week, listeners, tell us, what would you do with a gun of command? Ooh. Oh, no. Don't, don't be creepy, okay? Yeah, don't, yeah, don't be, be weird creepy. about it. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. I mean... In the bad way. Don't make, like, it... make it weird, but don't make it bad weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, be, weir- be really weird. Don't make it criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we... What crimes are we talking about here? <laughs> 
Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, let's take it away from that. Um, hit us up on Twitter at RogPodron with your responses. You can find us at our website, rogpodron.tumblr.com. You can email us, rogpodron at gmail.com. And you should subscribe to us via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes or the Far Far Away radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, and Google Play. And leave us a nice review and a good rating, please. No reviews last week? No, apparently no. not. There's a capital N-R in there for me. Come on, people. <laughs> Leave us a review. I like reading them. It gives me an excuse to talk. <laughs> not like you're on a podcast, right? <laughs> Plus, when it's people, my section. It's when, my section. When people go to iTunes and search for X-Wing, there are like a million podcasts that come up about like the board game, and that's not okay. Yeah. So so the more that's, reviews yeah. we get, the higher we'll be on the little rank and ranking algorithm thing, and then people can get the trash in their lives that they deserve. Yeah, it is not acceptable that a board game is beating us out. Agreed. What are these right. people, nerds? Yeah. <laughs> Melwars. <laughs> so, next time, The Courtship of Princess Leia, chapters 11 through 14. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Woot, 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 woot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>